0: Thank you for listening to the Calvary Church Podcast. If this ministry has been a blessing to you, would you let us know? Send an email to ToledoCalvary.org. We would love to hear what God is doing in your life today. I also want to say thanks to Pastor Jay Heiss, who brought God's Word last Sunday morning. Didn't he do an awesome job? And uh, God sure used him. Powerful Word. Was really proud of him. What a lot of you might not realize is that he had two hours notice that he was preaching last Sunday. And uh, I called him up about 6.15 last Sunday and uh, said, hey, man, you you got a sermon for the junior hires today? And he said, yeah. I said, how'd you like to preach in Auditorium One? (laughs) And he's like, okay, you know. And uh, so he just, um, let's just say this, God really used him, I think, last week to speak to a lot of people um, in a way that I don't think any of us had anticipated or expected which is a little story I want to tell you today. Can I tell you a little personal story? Sometimes it's a little odd to do that and a little vulnerable. I had a mentor tell me years ago, he said, when you preach, preach from where you are to where you want to be. And that's, that's probably never been more true than maybe kind of today. Last Saturday morning, I was here for our Men's First Thing event that we do the first Saturday of each month and was, <laughs> was, was my normal powerful specimen of masculinity that I usually am, right? I was fine. I was up and down the stairs here. I was running all over the building. I was doing all kinds of stuff. And then we were, we were on our way into a graduation party, Rhonda and I were, Saturday afternoon, and I went, something's wrong with my knees. Like we were, we were walking through the parking lot. I said my knees hurt, like when I, when I walk, when I bend them. Something's just not right. And that, I don't have knee issues. It's, that's, that's, it's not a problem that I have. By the time we got home, and I want you to know, this was before we went to the graduation party, so it wasn't something I ate there, just so you know, <laughs> taking everybody off the hook, right? So by the time I got home, my upper arms hurt. You know how like when you work out, well, some of you don't, but you know how like when you work out and like your, your muscles are sore, like you know what I'm talking about, you work in the yard or whatever, like my upper arms all hurt. I was like, this is really weird. So eventually I just went to bed. I got up the next morning pretty early because I was gonna go over my sermon notes And when I went to get out of bed, it was like work. Like I was having a hard time getting out of work. So the pain that was in my knees had gone all the way up into my hips and my lower back, and the pain that was in my upper arms went all the way down through my elbows, my wrists, and into my fingers. So like any time I moved, it just hurt. And some of you are like, welcome to my world, right? I know you're, (laughs) quit your whining, kid. You know, I know that. But this all happened in 12 hours, right? Super weird. So I, I kind of, I'm the only one up. I kind of get up, and, and I'm going to go down the stairs. And I got to the top of the stairs, and I went to take that first step, and I like couldn't do it. I was like, "This is weird." So I sat at the top of the stairs for I don't know three, four, five minutes, something like that, like working up the courage to go downstairs. And then I got downstairs and I started looking at my sermon notes and I was kind of like, this is dumb. So I went back upstairs because I was like, maybe I'll just get ready. Maybe if I get a shower, I'll like loosen up or whatever because, you know, I I know all of you are fallible, but I'm Superman. And so I'm, I'm heading back upstairs and I'm like sitting on the side of the bed. And Rhonda's like, what, what's, what's the matter? I'm like, I just, I don't feel, like my whole body aches now. It's just not right. And I'm sitting there. And I don't know if you've noticed, like a lot of times on Sunday, I'm like in and out of this chair, right? You know, I can't even get up off the side of the bed. And I'm like, I'm sure I can go in. I can go in and preach. I'll be okay. And Rhonda helped me to know, you're, you're, you're nothing. You're not okay. Like, this isn't right. So that's why I can tell you, I know Pastor Jay did an awesome job last Sunday, because I heard him preach from the bed I was laying in in the ER at Toledo Hospital, <laughs> And you're trying to figure out, hey, what's, what's going on here? Well, the bottom line, and I don't tell you this story for, for sympathy or fear or, or my own self-worth or anything like that. It, it actually fits today. But the bottom line is, they said, somewhere along the lines, I probably picked up some kind of bacteria that got in my system. And so as a result, I've got this infection inside of me, and my, my, with everything I have, my body is fighting it. So the reason that all my joints hurt was because my body was doing what it should do to fight off that infection. Like the doctor was trying to tell me, he was like, it's a good thing that you had all that pain. He was trying to make me appreciate my pain. (laughs) I didn't like that. Although that's a whole nother sermon, isn't it? I'll I'll save that for another time. But the, the pain was fighting off all the bad things that were going on in my body. So they gave me some antibiotics. That's Sunday afternoon, right? Truthfully, by, by Tuesday morning, the pain's pretty much gone, and uh, I'm, I'm relieved, you know, hey, that's, that's all it is. And, and I know for a lot of you, your, your physical challenges are a lot worse than this, and, and I don't, I don't want to make light of, of anything, but boy, it was a bit of a wake-up call for me. Here's what got really weird, though. was by Tuesday morning, my pain was pretty much gone, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'm kind of I'm still not feeling quite right, but I bet I can get a lot of work done. Like I bet I can get like even ahead on some sermons and I can do this. And can I tell you this? For four days, I had no strength. Like to the point that like on Thursday, I went back for a follow-up visit with my doctor and I told him, I was like, I'm really disappointed in myself. And he's like, why? I was like, I had all this time and I got nothing done. Like I thought in all of that, I should have gotten something done, but I I just had no strength. And he said, here's what you've got to realize. You feel like you weren't doing anything. But your whole body internally was fighting against what was going on inside of you. So you were exhausted. He says, physically, you weren't doing anything. But internally, it's like you'd been digging ditches. And so everything inside of you was spent. And you had no strength. I did not like being in a place with no strength. It's a weird place to be. Turn with your, me and your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 37, if you would, please. Isaiah chapter 37. So on Wednesday, this is the last day that I was kind of home alone. That's the day I went stir crazy, right? I was, Get me out of here. Wednesday morning, I felt so strongly that the Lord said, hey, right away, go, go, to, go to your Bible, Right? So I, I do my best to read my Bible and, and pray every day. I hope you do too. That the, I try to, to build in rhythms and routine in my life where I'm spending time in God's word. We'll talk about that a little bit. Um, and, and then there's other seasons right, where, where I know, and I, I try to build this into my life, and at least quarterly, I try to take a day or two where I slow down enough to really hear what God wants to say. To kind of take needs of the church, needs in my life, vision as we're thinking about the future. I'd try to get a day or two to slow down a little bit about these things. I had done that back in November. And in November, I was just doing my daily Bible reading. Like if you don't have some kind of plan, like I have to have a plan. If I just leave it up to me to decide, I just, I just get lost and my, my motivation fizzles out. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But if I have a plan, it helps me. So I use this Bible reading plan. It's a couple chapters in the Old Testament, a couple in the New every day and work through that. And so it's just kind of random, you know, in a, in a certain sense, how, how, what, I, what I read. And Back in November, I read this passage in 2 Kings chapter 19 about a, a time when the people of God were being attacked by an enemy. And it so impacted me back then. I remember I journaled about it, and I thought about it, and it's been in my mind a lot since then, this, this passage in 2 Kings 19. And that was back in November when God really had my attention. Well, Wednesday morning, I woke up, and I really felt from the Lord that before I even left my bedroom, I needed to, to, before I get distracted, you spend some time in God's Word. So I opened up my Bible, and I went to this story in Isaiah chapter 37. That was the next thing in, in my just random Bible reading schedule. And you know God works randomly, right? <laughs> it's all just coincidence. And so I get to this passage in Isaiah 37. Here's where I didn't realize, that the story that's told in 2 Kings 19 is told almost word for word again in Isaiah 37. So on these two times when God has my attention, he's saying the almost word for word same thing to me. That's not random. You ever had those times when God's going, hey, buddy, (laughs) well, look up here, look up, right? You ever get those moments? So I read this passage, Isaiah chapter 37. It's a story about a time when God's people have, they've actually neglected God. And as a result, they find themselves in a place where where the evil empire is against them. Looks like it's going to destroy them. So the king, whose name is Hezekiah, sends some messengers to Isaiah, who's the prophet. And in Isaiah chapter 37, verse 3, they realize their faults and they know they need God's strength. And so they say this Isaiah chapter 37, verse 3. They told Isaiah, this is what Hezekiah, that's the king, says This day is a day of distress and rebuke and disgrace as when children come to the moment of birth and there is no strength to deliver them. Let me read that last part again, because it's tragic, think about this. As when children come to the moment of birth and there's no strength to deliver them. That same line that, that seized my attention back in November, God was knocking on my door again on Wednesday, it's not random, those two places, two times, God had my attention. And that line, like when it comes time for children to be born and there's no strength to deliver them. And what hit me when I read that is how tragic is that? That there is opportunity that is there. That there's life that God wants to bring. That there's, there's a moment where God wants to do something new and dynamic and wonderful, and yet there's not the strength to see it through. There's not the strength to have it happen. And as I sat there with no strength on Wednesday physically in my body, I said, God, what do I have to do to have the strength to be a part of the life that you want to give? Does that make sense? Like, there is tragedy in opportunity without strength. When opportunity comes your way and you don't have the strength to respond to it, that's a tragic thing. And so I walked away from that and said, God, how, how do I have the strength I need for the season that I'm in? Have you ever, you ever heard the phrase that's kind of popular now, FOMO? Anybody heard of this? The fear of missing out. FOMO, fear of missing out. It's, it's like this brand that we put on things when you see something and you go, boy, I'm afraid I'm gonna miss out on that. And, and, and that affects you in some way. I I have FOMO with regards to things that God wants to do. Like, I don't want to miss out on what he wants to do. And so this passage really hit me. And what it stirred in me was this. I want to develop strength today to be ready for the blessing of tomorrow. God, I don't want to be in a point where in my personal life, there's something that you want to do, and I don't have the strength to give birth, to deliver, to bring that life that you want to do. Are, Are you with me? Like, do you get that? And I think that's really important for us as a church. We'll talk about this a little bit more today, but we're at a point that I I believe and sense that God is leading us to say, what's what's next steps? What's big things? What's bold for us as a church? What does God want to do? There's still too many lost people in Toledo. God wants to do something about it. There's people that he wants us to reach, but that will require us being in a place where he can bring new life through us, and what if God wants to do something through us as a church, but we don't have the strength to deliver it? See, this isn't just for me in my life, this isn't just for us corporately as a church, I think it's true for you. Whatever season it is that you're in, we're in a a season of graduations, where we we have so many people looking to the future, but so many of you are parents with young kids who are wondering about what's ahead for you in your life and your family. Many of you may be in a season of retirement, or you're in a season of preparation as a student, or or you're walking through things as a family, as a parent, as a child, as a grandparent. Some of us are in seasons of transition in one way or another. Some of us have incredible opportunity that's right there in front of us, and in the midst of all of this, we have to ask the question, do I have the strength I need for what God wants to do in my life? So we ask the question, where does strength come from? Like, if I'm going to find strength, where does it come from? Rapid fire here's here's three quick promises from scripture Philippians chapter 4 verse 13 says I can do all this through him who gives me strength if You need strength it comes from Jesus Christ does it not We know this Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 Finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power See, it's his mighty power that comes alongside of us and gives us strength. Paul says this to Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So watch the pattern of those verses that not because we've earned it, but because of God's grace, he gives us strength in the Lord so we can accomplish what he wants to do in our lives. I can do all this through him who strengthens me. So I know where the strength comes from. The question is, how does strength come into play with what I'm dealing with? Right, This is where this kind of, it's, it's a little bit of a departure from where we've been, but I think it dovetails in to this series that we've been doing on the voices in my head, like our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, how we think, how we act. We're, we're going to do something Thursday night that's kind of new on, on Facebook on Thursday night at 7 o'clock. We're going to do kind of a live question and answer with some of our team. And we're gonna answer some of the questions that you might have about this series that we're in right now. If you have a question, you'll be able to submit it that night. It'd be even better if you could, could text it now. We've got a number that's on the screen. But Thursday night, 7 o'clock, we're gonna just kind of do some follow-up to this series of messages that we've been doing. And so we'll do that Facebook Live Thursday night. But what I also want to do right now is just talk about strength. Like if I know my strength comes from God, how do I develop it? Because that's what I, that's what I sat and thought through on Wednesday. Kind of took my journal and wrote out some thoughts. Like God, if I want to have strength to deliver what you want to do, how do I develop that strength in my life? Because I want to develop the strength today so that I'll be prepared and ready for what you want to use as blessing tomorrow. So can I give you five things? We're gonna move kind of rapid fire through this today. Five ways to develop strength. And these are things that are true about our physical strength. These are things that are also true about our spiritual strength. And that's what we'll focus on mostly today. Five ways to develop strength, here's the first one. Number one, let's just call it rest. Number one is rest. Have you found out that when you're not rested, that's when you're vulnerable? Anybody? If I haven't been Superman, then I would probably have thought that maybe I was a little vulnerable last week because I can look and I can go, hmm, maybe I needed more rest. That's on me, right? And sometimes I think that same thing is true spiritually. Is rest available for us? Look at this, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Jesus says, and this is is Jesus talking here, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. That's a good promise, isn't it? That's a a good promise, isn't it? (laughs) I think some of you are resting. That's a good promise, isn't it? (laughs) Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Some of you, both physically and spiritually, now might be a good moment for you you just kind of relax your shoulders a minute. Stop walking through life so tense. Slow down enough to take a deep breath but not to yawn, just to take a deep breath and say, Jesus, I need the rest for my soul that only you can bring. Rest can be found in Jesus. And if you'll look to him, he can bring that rest to you in the moments when you need it. Here's the problem. <laughs> My human nature is to keep pushing without receiving that rest. Look at this, Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15. Watch the words here real carefully. This is what the Sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel says. So this is God speaking here. In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. Look, when you rest, when you put your trust in God, there's strength that comes, but watch the last line here, but you would have none of it. (laughs) Isn't that human nature? That rest is available, but for whatever reason, I roll right past that rest. See, rest not only comes from Jesus, but rest can be rejected. God can give you exactly what you need and yet you and I can reject what he's trying to do in our lives. I read the story of a guy who was was like an auto mechanic uh, teacher in a high school he was, he was teaching students about cars and how they operate and he had, a, he had a group and somebody had donated a car to the school for them to be able to use kind of as like a, a test case kind of thing. You know, that was what they could work on. And so he had three of his students and he said, look, there's a car right outside the door here in the parking lot that's been donated to the school that we can use to study and learn on. We need to clean it up a little bit. Here's, here's two extension cords and a vacuum cleaner. I want you to go out there and just, just sweep it out for me, will you? And so he sends those guys outside, he's doing whatever he's doing in the classroom, 15, 20 minutes later, he goes back outside to see how it's going with these guys, and they're sitting in the car, they've got the radio playing, couple of them with feet up on the dashboard, another guy laying in the back of the car, he goes, what are you guys doing? I asked you to vacuum out this car. And they said, well, we tried, and we were were getting all ready to go, but the extension cord wouldn't reach. And he said, well, that's why I gave you two extension cords. And they said, we tried both of them, neither one of them would reach. right? You know why we don't have power sometimes? We don't make the connection. (laughs) Right? God gives us everything that we need. That rest is there. You just got to plug into it. It's available to you if you will look for it and ask for it. But why don't we rest? Physically, why don't I rest? Why don't you rest? I'm just too busy. Anybody? Spiritually, why don't we rest? I'm just too busy. And can I tell you a truth, both physically and spiritually? If we do not choose to rest, we may be forced to rest. Rest is a key to strength. How am I gonna develop strength in my life? Number one is rest. Here's number two, real quick, it's health. Let's just call it health. Look, health is essential to your strength. Physically, that's true. You you wanna do everything you can to build up and strengthen and maintain your health. And here's the deal. Your health is no one's decision but your own, right? I can give you advice. I can try to help you. I can point you towards good food. I can encourage you in how to exercise. I can, I can challenge you with what you may need to stay away from. But at the end of the day, I can't be healthy for you. You have to choose to be healthy. That's really true in the things that we eat. I, I, and I've, I've developed this in my life really just in the last few years. I like to eat things that help to make me feel healthy. Like there's times when I know, look, I I need to eat that thing that doesn't taste good because I'll feel good. Can I get an amen, (laughs) right? And then there's other times when I like to eat things that have no nutritional value. Can I get an amen? (laughs) And then I like to eat things that have a detrimental nutritional value. Can I get an amen? (laughs) But you know, like in a moderation, like all those things kind of make sense. Here's the deal though. My body needs fuel and your spirit needs fuel. Look at this passage, Psalm 1, verse 1. This is powerful. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law. The law is a word that that we often look at negatively. Like if I break it, I'm gonna get arrested. What he's talking about here is God's word, the scripture, truths from God's word. His delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law, Day and night, meaning that we have God's word at work in our lives. Verse three, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. Would you like for whatever you do to prosper? (laughs) Then there's power when you're connected to God's word. There's something about regular time in God's word that is essential to spiritual strength. Please know this, regular time in God's word is essential to spiritual strength. How would you like it if when you walked in here on Sunday mornings, one of the first things we did ever before you even came in here is out in the atrium, we served you a delicious, hearty breakfast. Would you like that? Yes, we're gonna have to take more offerings. Would you like that? You'd love it, but what if it came with a little caveat? What if the other side of it was, look, when you come on Sunday mornings, we're gonna give you a delicious, hearty breakfast. It will fill you up, and then you can't eat again until you come back next Sunday. (laughs) Maybe you can have a little snack on Wednesday, but nothing again till next Sunday. You would go, I'm looking for another church, right? Wouldn't you? Because you're not gonna wait till next Sunday to eat. And yet, how many of us do that spiritually? Right, we come in and we're fed on Sunday, and we go, man, I'm full. He preached a long time. I am full. <laughs> Guess I'll eat again next week. Look, if you want to be planted by streams of water where what comes out of your life is something that prospers, then you need to be connected and nourished By God's word and you need to be thinking how am I living in a way am I thinking in a way is my attitude something that is healthy where am I giving my energies and this is key for us to think about talk about today are you putting your energies into things that are building your health or draining your health here's the deal healthy habits lead to healthy living isn't that true physically and it's certainly true spiritually Developing those healthy habits. Look, we could look at all these different things. Let me give you just one. Colossians chapter three, verse two. Colossians chapter three, verse two says, set your minds on things above and not on earthly things. Now, what he's not saying there is that you're so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. right, that's a whole nother sermon. What he is saying here is be careful what you give your thoughts to. Isn't that what this whole series has been about? Where where are you putting your mind? Where are you fixing your thoughts? And I would challenge you, your thinking, your thoughts, your attitudes, your habits, are they on things that are developing strength in you or draining the strength out of you? A while back I noticed that my cell phone with the battery was dying really quick. Like it seemed like I no sooner unplugged it after charging all night that it was back down to like 50%. You know what I'm talking about? That'll ruin your faith right there, won't it? And then as I'm nosing around trying to figure it out, I realized, and I don't don't know, on an iPhone anyways, you, you can put it in low power mode. And what low power mode does is a lot of the things that are happening in the background all the time, it stops some of those things that you don't really need to have happen. So it's not reaching out for all the data all the time, and it's not doing all these things. It stops some of that background stuff so that it saves your battery. And there are things that aren't necessary that don't need to be draining your battery. There are things in your life that aren't necessary that are draining your strength. And they're in the habits that you have. They're in the thoughts that you follow. They're the way that you play around with temptation or sin. It's in the way that you let worry consume your mind. It's the attitudes that you have towards other people. And at the end of the day, you know what? It makes you drained and unhealthy. And there may come a moment where you have to go, God, help me to set my mind on things that are healthy and give me strength and not on earthly things. Third one, let me give you a third thing that helps us to develop strength in our lives. Number three, let's just call it activity. You you could maybe call it exercise or you you could call it all kinds of different things, but let's let's just call it activity because here's what I mean. Look, if you want to develop a muscle, how does that muscle get developed? By repeated use, right? As you repeatedly use that, what's happening is you're strengthening that thing the more that you use it. Are you tracking with me? Do you know what I mean here? Yes? Okay, good, because I was drifting off a little bit. So I just want to make sure we're all good. Look, that repeated activity is what builds that strength. Strength comes from repeated activity. So if the depth of your spiritual activity is you kind of just sitting back and waiting to see what God's going to do, and then you wonder why you don't have strength in times of challenge, at some point you need to be working those spiritual muscles. There's a guy named Joshua in the Old Testament. He was leading God's people into the new land that God had given to them. And if you can imagine, this is a pretty daunting task. And as he's about to take them into this new adventure, God says this to him. Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Do you notice what God did not say? God did not say... Joshua, at some point you're gonna get a little tingle and then you're gonna feel strengthened and then you go do what I say. What God said is, didn't I command you? Be strong. You be strong. You act in that strength. You take a step of faith. You be active in what I've called you to do. And for some of us, that's the step that we need to take. Because we're kind of sitting back and waiting. Well, when God sends me an email, that's when I'll volunteer to serve in some way. Or, or when, when, I, when I feel it really clearly, that's, that's when I'll choose to kind of stop living that way and start living according to God's word. Or, or maybe I'm gonna wait a little while and then I'll share my faith with somebody and tell them the story of what God's done for me. Or that's when I'll start being honest and that's when I'll start being true and that's when I'll start trying to show forgiveness and that's when I'll start, and we wait on all those things where God's saying, look, I'm not asking you to wait till I give you the strength, I'm challenging you to be strong. And you start taking those steps of faith. Look, strength is an action. It's when we use that muscle that God can strengthen us. I'm really excited about the the passage of scripture we're gonna look at next week. It's in Judges chapter six. It's the story of a guy named Gideon. Let me give you just a a quick kind of teaser of what we're gonna see next week. Judges chapter six, verse 14. When God was challenging Gideon, the Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have And save Israel out of Midian's hand, am I not sending you? He didn't say, Gideon, worry about the strength you don't have, because we all have plenty of lack of strength, right? He says, go in the strength you do have. Strength is a step of faith. And the key is that you start with the strength you have, and God will bring the strength you need. He doesn't say, when your tank's completely full, when you're completely charged, that's when I can use you. (laughs) He says, start with the strength you have, and then God will bring the strength that you need. And this is where some of you may need to do like a strength audit. and may need to ask yourself, am I I putting my strength in the right places? Mentally, spiritually, emotionally, even the time that I spend on, on certain things, Like, am I I putting my strength on things that are actually unhealthy for me, or am I putting my strength on some things that maybe they're good things, but they're not the best thing right now for my family or for my spiritual life? Like, where where is your strength? Because you know that strength can be distracted, right? And when you have distracted strength, you have drained strength. A couple of dudes in the last couple of weeks decided to um, break into an ATM in Florida, so late at night, these two guys go up and they have a blowtorch. And they figure out, we know how to do this. We're gonna take this blowtorch and we're gonna cut into this ATM and then we'll be able to steal all the money out of it. Well, what they did, instead of cutting it open and being able to break into it, they took that blowtorch and they actually welded it shut. <laughs> like they, they, they did just the opposite of what they wanted to do. They had strength, they just didn't use it the right way. And their strength was distracted and they totally missed out on what they were trying to do in the first. There's justice in that, though, isn't it? But I'm just telling you, your strength can be misdirected. Are you spending your strength in the right places and in the right way? Wednesday night for our first Wednesday. And look, we're excited about, about what we're going to do Wednesday night. Like the food trucks out front, that's going to be a lot of fun that you can come and purchase a meal. For our students, for our kids, for our middle school, high school it's gonna be an awesome night it, it, and, and especially a great time. Maybe you, you've got a child or somebody you know who's not really involved in our ministries here for students. This is the perfect week for them to jump in. And then in our first Wednesday uh, service that we have, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a teaching on like how to navigate the seasons of your life, right? Because we're entering into summer, which is an awesome season. But you know life comes in seasons, right? So how do you make the most and sustain the good seasons? How do you learn from and kind of move through the tough seasons? Like how, how do we navigate the seasons of life? So we're gonna talk about that on Wednesday night and a lot of it has to do with the a- opportunity to say, God, I need your strength. Okay, so strength comes from rest. We develop strength through our, through our health. We do it through our actions. Let me give you a fourth thing. And, and this, is, this is kind of key and especially in the church world. Strength comes from unity. Number four, strength comes from unity. Look, the reality is that when your attention is divided, because there's divisiveness or division somewhere in your home or in your family, it's happening in your workplace, it's happening in your relationships, and especially when it happens in the church, when there's that disunity, it divides our strength and it limits what we can do. Does that make sense? Like there's something powerful about unity. We are stronger together, and when we grab hold of that strength that we bring to one another, it's a powerful thing. This is why the author of Hebrews says this. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. We are challenged to not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. What's the day? Well, the day is the day when Jesus Christ returns. And do you believe Jesus is coming back soon? If that's the case, then you and I need to be encouraging one another. We need to be strengthening one another. Unity, when, when we have the same heart, actually builds us up and helps us to be stronger individually and helps us to be stronger Corporately. This is really important for us, I think, as a church right now. And part of why God has, is, is I think, stirred this in my heart and why I felt led to talk about that passage today, because when I hear that, it's like a moment when a child's going to be born and there isn't the strength to deliver. That's tragic to me. And I believe that there's life that God wants to give birth to through this church. Like, we'll be uh, 68 years old this year, and sure, the Lord Terry. I really believe that we're just getting started in reaching people for Jesus Christ. That there's more that he wants to do. So we're gonna to need to start talking about are there changes to our facilities that we need to make and how are we gonna reach our community more and how are you and I gonna see people come to Christ and how am I gonna grow in my faith and how do we help a next generation to, to, to live out the truths of God's word in a way that's, that's gonna become increasingly tricky in our day and our time and our culture. Like all this matters, right? But if we're divided we won't have the strength we need to be united. And that's true in every area of life. The, the internet was celebrating a post in the last couple of weeks that just to be honest kind of really troubled me. A bride had posted about how they were in the process of planning their wedding and in the midst of it, her, her groom's mother, so her future mother-in-law, was sending all these demands about the ceremony, about who would have to come and what they would have to do. And you could tell there wasn't a whole lot of communication going on there, and that there was no love lost. So at some point in the midst of all this tension, two months before the wedding, and you can imagine, a lot of money's been spent, a lot of plans have been made. Two months before the wedding, the bride just cancels the wedding. Not because she didn't want to get married, but because she wanted to stick it to her mother-in-law. Right? And a lot of people are like, good for you. Good for standing up for yourself. That's awesome. I'm going, oh, no, they're going to end up in my office. <laughs> but I'm thinking, I've done enough weddings. I've officiated enough. I've, I've seen wedding drama. It's never fun. And I'm reading that story and going, it feels good right now to stick it to your mother-in-law, but I can't wait till Christmas. Right? You're going to have those moments that that's going to that's gonna hurt this family for the long term. And that's easy for me to say from here. I don't know the backstory. I just know this, that at some point, that, that division takes away from the strength in that family. So let me talk about this as the church. We are the bride of Christ. And if it ever crosses your mind that it's a good time to stick it to somebody else in the family of God, that thought might not be from God. <laughs> and think of that within your own home, within your own family. One of the things that drains our strength more than anything else is when we're divided because of a lack of unity. If you wanna develop strength in your life, there's a fourth thing, think about unity. Let me give you one last one, number five. We'll, We'll call this one intimacy. Number five, intimacy. Look, any strong relationship, whether it be friendship, whether it be marital, whether it be family, whatever it is, at some point has these moments where there's personal deep connection that happens. Without that, that relationship loses its strength. There needs to be some kind of closeness, depth, some intimacy to that relationship. And can I tell you this? We look at these different things and you go, man, I, I need rest and I need health and I need to activate my faith. And there's, there's places where there's a lack of unity. Can I tell you what makes all the difference? Strength is found in an intimacy, a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Like that's where strength really happens. There's a passage of scripture that, that whenever I'm going through a tough time, this one challenges me. Proverbs 24, 10. When I read it, I usually put my name in front of it. Proverbs 24.10, I read it this way. Chad, comma, if you falter in a time of trouble, how small is your strength? You ever felt busted? (laughs) Put your name there. You, comma, if you falter in a time of trouble, how small is your strength? What it says to me is, if you say your strength is in the living God, if you say that your strength is in the one who created the universe, if you say your strength is in the one, we sang it today, who's mighty to save, if you falter in time of trouble, then maybe you're letting your trouble be bigger than your God. That it's time for you to go, my strength is in the one who created everything. In critical moments, we must draw near to the one who is the source of our strength. Isaiah chapter 37, the story goes and Hezekiah realizes and says, how tragic would this be if we came to this moment like a moment when a child is about to be born and there isn't the strength to deliver. Three chapters later in chapter 40, Isaiah is prophesying from God and promises you something wonderful. Look, I don't know where you're at right now. I don't, I don't know what's going on in your, your physical body, but I can tell you this. After this last week, I think I know how to pray for you differently if you're struggling physically. And I don't know what's going on in any other place in your life, your job, your school, your, 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 your family, maybe just internally, maybe the voices in your head. But you would just say, God, I need strength. Can I give a promise to you? Three chapters later, Isaiah chapter 40, here's what he said about strength. That God gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Here's a good passage that if you need strength, not only for you to just read and go, that was good, you might wanna write it on a note card or stick it on a Post-it note and put it on your fridge, your dashboard, your mirror. Even better if you'd put it somewhere in between your ears. (laughs) Now, memorize this thing. So in those moments when you're weary, you can say he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. I like to think that that was me this week, a youth and a young man, right? <laughs> but those who hope in the Lord, those, those who wait upon the Lord, those who choose to have an intimate connection with the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Intimacy with God increases strength. And you might push back a little bit. And you might go, well, maybe, maybe that's cool for somebody But things aren't right between me and God right now. Nah, but the good news is they can be. That's why Jesus came and died for you. You might say, well, God's not interested. Or he's too busy. Or I'm too busy. Or even more, you might even go, it's too late. Like I've messed up too much for God's strength. Or "I'm, I'm too old. Or it's too far down the road. Or there's too much damage that's been done. Here's what's interesting about this passage. Hezekiah says in Isaiah chapter 37. You remember this story with me? Says, look, it's like a day when there's a child that's going to be born and there's not enough strength to deliver. He says, this is a bad day. And Isaiah comes back and says, but don't worry. I know you messed up, but God has a promise. And I'll let you go back and read that story. But before chapter 37's done, God gives them a miraculous deliverance from their enemies. So God can bring strength to you no matter where you are. Here's my challenge. Here's what I walked away with. Here's what I want you to walk away with. Build strength before you need strength. Like do a work in your life so that in those moments you say, God, I need your strength. Begin to develop that strength so that before you need it, it's there and God's already in a place where he can give you strength. I think I was challenged with this because when I read that, And it says that God wants to deliver life through you, do something life-giving through you. I don't want to miss out on that. Anybody else? And here's what I believe, that one life can make a huge difference. I went to a funeral on Thursday for Reverend J. Donald McManus. Some of you may not know that name, but many of you do. For 23 years, he was the pastor of this church. 1956 to 1979. He died on Monday. He was 92 years old. He gave a quarter of his life to this church. An incredible man. He, he served um, the, the, the assemblies of God, the group of churches that we're a part of in one way or another for most of his life, starting as a, as a minister as a young man, and especially in the last few years, became a very trusted encouragement and friend to me. When I, when I walked into his um, the building where the service was over off to the side there was a table with cookies and milk and it was a little, I thought maybe that was there for like his grandkids and stuff so I, I didn't have any I was really disappointed later <laughs> when, when I read this on, on his uh, program for the funeral it says as for the cookies and milk that were served at the visitation we did that in honor of our family tradition of having cookies and milk at bedtime if, if, you, if you didn't know him you do like him now though don't you? <laughs> It says, on more than one occasion, Brother Mac remarked that he hoped that when he got to heaven, he was assigned the job of passing out the cookies and milk at bedtime. <laughs> I want to be his assistant, right? It's a good job. What struck me while I was there was just how much this one man's life had a ripple effect that impacted so many other people. Like, I heard a story when I was there that I had never heard before. And for years, I just knew of Brother Mac. But when I heard this story on Thursday, I realized that if it wasn't for Brother Mac, after a string of events, our family would have never moved to Toledo. Like, I didn't realize how much his life, without me ever knowing it, had impacted and changed everything about my own. And I realized as I thought about his life, and when he pastored this church back in the late 50s and the early 60s, he led a group of visionary leaders from this church from a little building on Oak Street in East Toledo to say, we want to reach more people because there's too many lost people in Toledo. And they took bold steps of faith. And if they had never taken those steps of faith, you know, you and I wouldn't be sitting here right now. How one man's life can make a difference. How, how all those years ago, 60 years ago, Brother Max saw you He saw what God wanted to do in your life. Now, I didn't see your face, but he knew that one man's life could make a difference and that there was life that God wanted to bring. And so during that time, during those days, God brought strength to them to deliver what God wanted to do. In the last few years, anytime I'd see Brother Mac... He would immediately ask me all kinds of questions about the church and what God was doing, and he would tell me that he's praying for Calvary. Side note, some of you need to step up your prayers for Calvary now, Brother Max has gone. <laughs> <laughs> and then he would look me in the eye. He'd, he'd ask me, what are you gonna do next? What, what's God gonna do next? And then he'd look at me and he'd go, full steam ahead. And God's speaking to some of your heart right now. He's saying your life could make a difference. You go full steam ahead in this. You believe that there's something that God wants to do through you. My concern is that it would reach the moment where he wants to deliver life to somebody else through you and you wouldn't have the strength that you need. And that strength is available. God wants to bring that to you. Don't you miss out on that in your life. And so I'm gonna ask you to stand with me if you would please, whether you're in this room, you're in auditorium too, maybe you're watching on a screen somewhere. Some of our team's just gonna lead us in a simple song. It says, Lord, I need you. And we've talked about developing strength today, but look, I know this. Some of you just need strength today. I need strength today. Say, God, in the place where I'm at, in my family, in my job, in my life, the voices in my head, whatever it might be, God, I need your strength. Lord, I need you. As we sing this simple chorus, would you make this your prayer? Lord, I need you.
1: Thank you. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. And every hour I need you. My one defense, my righteousness. Oh, God, how I need
0: you. Sing it again. Lord, I need you. some of us, what we just clearly need from God today is strength. Maybe because of a challenge we face, or maybe because of something incredible good that's in front of us. But either way, we say, God, what I need is strength right now. So I'm going to ask you to do, if you would say, just kind of humbly and courageously, yeah, I need strength from the Lord today. I'm going to ask you to step out of your seat and come and find a place to stand down here. Look, I, I know that God can strengthen you where you are but sometimes I think that in order for you to experience a move from God you've got to move your feet (laughs) right sometimes I think if you want a spiritual transformation to happen it requires a physical response and I'm going to invite you just to come. We're going to sing that song. And if you'd say, God, today, and I, I've felt this really strongly about this time of prayer, that if you need strength from the Lord, don't let anybody or anything talk you out of it. Would you, even now, before we begin to sing, would you just begin to take that walk? If you say, God, today what I need is strength from you. Take that step of faith. I'll ask you to move kind of towards the center as you come down. We're going to make room. Guys, would you lead us in this song? If you need prayer, would you come? Thank you, Lord.
1: Thank you. Lord. Lord, I come and I confess by here. I find my rest.
0: If we can, let's scoot towards the center. Let's make room for our Without friends who are coming. You, We're going to pray together here in just a moment. Make this song apart. your prayer. Lord, I need you. The one if you need strength, don't hesitate. You respond. God, I need your
1: strength. Heart. Thank you, Lord.
0: But I need you all of us, but especially for those of you that are here in the front in Auditorium 1 or those of you that are in the front in Auditorium 2, can I ask you right now, just with your own mouth, with your own heart, would you begin to pray and ask God for strength? Like, you, you know exactly what you need from Him. Make it specific. God, you know the need that we have. Lord, you know the need for strength in our bodies. Lord, you know the need for strength in our minds. Lord, you know the places where we need your wisdom and your guidance. Father, you know the places where we feel weak and vulnerable. God, you know the places where our bodies need strengthening. And you know the places where our spirits need strengthening. God, you know the places where where energy has been draining. God, you know the places where we've had challenges. God, would you pour out strength in our lives right now? Just right now for yourself, would you pray this? God, would you bring strength in this place, in this moment? Auditorium one, auditorium two, right now, just begin to pray. God, would you pour out strength? God, I need you. Lord, I'm waiting on you. My hope is in you. I'm trusting in you. God, would you bring strength in this moment? Lord, would you bring physical strength? Would you bring spiritual strength? God, would you give us strength right now? Here's what I want you to do without any kind of, and and, and, with a whole auditorium, we can do this both both places and even online if you're with somebody. Would you just put a hand on somebody's shoulder, right? You, You don't need to. Do anything else, but right now, I'm just gonna ask you, pray for that person the way you'd like somebody to pray for you. Just right now, just put a hand on their shoulder. Just pray, God, would you strengthen them? God, would you encourage them? God, would you let them know that you're right there with them? Whatever they're going through, whatever this moment is, wherever there's weakness, wherever there's a need for strength, God, wherever there's doubt, wherever there's a challenge, Lord, wherever there's that place where there's these questions, God, these places where hope has been lost, Lord, these places where there's these people that we need your help with, God, all the places where we're praying for strength, God, would you pour out strength in their lives? God, would you minister to them? Would you let them know that they're not alone? God, would you strengthen them? Would you speak your confidence to them? Would you help them in this moment, we pray? In Jesus' name, Jesus' name. One more thing, and I felt this really strongly. Here's what I want you to do. Before we do anything else, would you just stop and would you listen? Like, I don't want you to come to this altar and just talk to God. I'd love for you to hear from him. Like, I, I believe that his spirit has a way of communicating with our spirit. It might not be an audible voice, but it's a way where he's going to give affirmation to you right now and affirm something in you right now and remind you of a scripture or a promise or just a moment. So can we just take a quiet moment, turn one, turn two, just a quiet moment. Can we just listen? One more time, let's sing that chorus. Lord, I need you, thank you. knowledge that you are the one who is our strength and it's no accident God that you you pointed our attention to the one who is our strength today Lord may we as your church be ready may we as your individual people your children be ready that when the moment comes that you want to give life through us that we would have the strength be at work through you and for you, that we'd have the strength to deliver what you want to do in and through our lives. Lord, thanks for your word that not only challenges and encourages us, but today, Lord, has strengthened us. And Lord, as we go from here, we ask that you would go with us. Would you send us out with your special favor and with your wonderful peace? We ask this in Jesus' name amen amen hey god bless you thanks for being here take a minute encourage one another before you go have a great week see you next sunday we'll see you wednesday night